Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to BeerWithGeeks.com, where we blog and stuff mm-hmm. because it's 1997? Yes, what? I'm FrankRamblings.com. Yes. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we're keeping it. <laughs> what? Beep boop. Wow. I am a 90s bot. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I wish I did this on the 90s episode. I know. Last week. Oh, oh man. man. Well, this is my friend Tim at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, and I'm Frank at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. How are you? And we're recording the first ever podcast for the internet. <laughs> We've invented it for the World Wide Web. Wow. <laughs> Frank, do you think the World Wide Web will be around in 10 years, or is this just a fad? And we'll all go back to books one day. Oh, I think we're all going to be on the World Wide Web for a long, long time. We'll be yeah. looking at forums, and uh, we'll be uh, talking about, uh, I mean, who knows? They may even make new Star Wars movies for us to talk about. Wow, that would be crazy. George Lucas has always said he wanted to go back and make episode one, two, and three. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Wow. Now, Frank, I know that beer really isn't a thing that, like, you know, artisans make or wow. drink. So, you know, we really only have about seven choices here in 1995. So, what, uh, what beer are you? What beer are you drinking? Is it Bud or Coors? <laughs> <laughs> it's the champagne of beers. It's Miller High Life. Oh. Uh, no, no, I'm drinking a beer that hasn't been invented yet. Uh, I am drinking True North uh, Cerveza Mexican Lager. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a nice Corona. You know, it's a Cerveza. It's a Mexican Lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and True North, uh, True North is, is another another uh, little local Massachusetts um, brewery. Uh, last week I was enjoying an Ipswich Ale. This week it's it's True North. Uh, and I'm uh, I, I like that they make a really solid cerveza, solid Mexican lager. So that's awesome. Yeah, good for you. It's good crisp, for you. refreshing. All the put a lime in it. It's uh, it's outstanding. You drink it all up. That's mm-hmm. that's excellent. Uh, Frank, I am uh, truthfully not drinking anything. So uh, here we are. We find ourselves in an impasse. Mm. Um, okay. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have enough to do about it. Thank you. Please do. Please do. Uh, but that's it. I guess you could count this, this, this sip of water. (laughs) Well, look, we, we've been working on this retrospects series specifically on Star Wars, right? Because Mm -hmm. the Rise of Skywalker is coming a couple weeks ago. We talked about, yeah, 
Gotta I get ready. heard that George Lucas was making a movie called The Phantom Manass. <laughs> yes, anyway. after uh, hot on the success of uh, of the re-release of the special <laughs> editions. Um yeah, the the McClunky. We we <laughs> Uh, we're getting ready for the Rise of Skywalker. We talked about the influences that we think the prequels might have on the Rise of Skywalker because Anthony Daniels said uh, in an interview, like, you need to watch all eight films to prep for episode nine. So we're kind of walking our way through uh, and we did the prequels. Now we want to do the OT, the original trilogy. So what are some things we think might pop up in the Rise of Skywalker based on what we've seen from you know, promotional images and trailers and everything that's been publicly released. We're not going to go into like spoilers that are like rumored stuff, but we will talk things that were revealed in trailers and other publicity materials. So if you're trying to stay away from that stuff, just fair warning. Um, I, I guess you could call it a spoiler warning if that's what you consider a spoiler. That's up to you. But original trilogy things. I mean, right off the bat, I can think of like we see like the Vader helmet is probably going to play a big role. Mm-hmm. Like we see that yep. getting destroyed. Um, did you see, by the way, the, the Star Wars show, like on the Star Wars YouTube channel, confirmed it no. was a Vader helmet? Like, oh, we, no. we knew it. Like, we could tell, yeah. but they confirmed no. it there. I also, honestly, I think that is like a, it's, I think it's a little bit of a dream sequence-ish type thing. Sure. I think that maybe Kylo has his dream sequence where Rey is a dark Jedi and mm. she has her little dream sequence in which they destroy Vader's helmet together or something. Because there's this moment where, like, Kylo Ren does, like, a fist, like, bump thing in the air oh okay. where he does like a fist pump like and fist I'm bump like, in the air yeah he kind of he like they hit it together and then he goes yeah mm, like so kind of thing and i'm like that doesn't feel like it would be a it doesn't feel like it would be a thing integral to the story yeah if this is like her mean. imagination it doesn't feel that doesn't feel like a motion kylo would do right so it feels like something that maybe she is dreaming up like, right. wouldn't it be great if we were on the same side and... Right. All that Something like stuff. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or maybe it's somebody else in the Kylo Ren suit. It's just, like, Finn dressed as Kylo Ren. That's something Finn would do. Uh, the fist pump? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's something he would do. He has done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. But anyway, uh, original... Tri- anyway, original trilogy things. OT. OT things. Um, I think that we're going to see Yoda pop up again. You know, we oh, saw yeah. him in Last Jedi. So. It wouldn't... We've talked about like other Jedi kind of popping up, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me to see Yoda pop up, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but not Alec and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan McGregor. Kenobi. Yeah, especially now that he's back on board to do a series. Right. Um, of, cor- of course, that would mess with sort of the... I don't know what you'd call it, but sort of the theory of how Force Ghosts work as far as we know it, right? Is typically that you appear as a force ghost however you you either how you last appeared or like how you last appeared when you were you know one with the well, force I or think whatever that, i think that they would make up him to look like alec guinness to look like alec guinness interesting interesting yeah what if they just like what if they they did uh pulled a tarkin on him and like they used him as the as an actor and 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 basically projected alec guinness's face onto him they could do that, or they could use unused footage of Alec Guinness, which right. is you know something that we've we've obviously seen before. That's true, and That's we'll true. see a lot with with Leia in That's Rise right. of Skywalker. The um, I wonder if, huh? Now, see, you said what we know about Force Ghosts in the last period, but that's not strictly true because 
Anakin died yes. a man in his 60s and showed up as Hayden Christensen. Yes, but the but the reason that I think Lucas has even said for that is that he be, he he became, became the last good version of yeah. himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I understand that, but technically by him throwing the Emperor over the side in Jedi, he became good again. That was kind of the whole point. And yeah. so Yeah. I, I agree. I, I actually am against uh putting Hayden Christensen back in that film. Not because I have a problem with the prequels, as we've talked about, but to me sure. he became Sebastian Shaw again at the end. He became mm-hmm. Anakin again at the end, so that's the face we should see. Like to follow that logic of like the last good version of yourself, to your point. Yes. Should have should have stayed Sebastian Shaw. Without without all yeah. the scars and everything. Like should should have should have stayed that way at the end. The way the way it was originally shot. That's what I'm I would if I were gonna do my my ultimate edit of uh return of the jedi i would i would take out the the jabba's palace song sequence uh jedi rocks and Mm. i would uh i would put sebastian shaw back at the end that's it those are the only two things you would change i might shorten up the uh oh i put yub nub back and i might shorten up all the the celebration across the galaxy stuff because that kind of goes on for a little too long for my taste wow no it's hilarious i wouldn't do any of that really you leave no. Jedi Rocks in? Yeah, it's fine. It's First version of Jedi I saw was Jedi. We had Jedi Rocks in it. So, so. boring, though. Well, I, even hey, by comparison, hey. it's a, it's yeah. actually a fun song, and like the Rebel Force Radio guys use it as their opener. But yeah. um but it's it's it, I, it's a boring sequence in the movie. It doesn't belong there. It has no place in it for me. Uh, I, I, that bit I agree. I'll agree with that bit, but it, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, honestly. Okay. Uh, and I actually like the celebration across the galaxy. I do too. I just feel like it's a little. It messes it's like with a the look at all at the. End the it's basically a look at all the planets we've we've seen across Star Wars. But I kind of like that. In a like this is certain. This was in a world where like the the prequel trilogy didn't really like, super connect the original trilogy stylistically and visually. So it's almost like it it feels like a nice reminder. Uh-huh. And I think that honestly, I think that Anakin. As Hayden Christian showing up at the end of Jedi is also a nice reminder of that. It is, but it just breaks the metaphor for me a little bit. It it does, but if Anakin shows up, if Hayden Christensen shows up in Rise of Skywalker, there's a continued continuity through yeah, line there, too, true. because if he shows up as a Force goes looking like Hayden Christensen in Jedi, which stands to reason that he's not going to show up looking like Sebastian Shaw. That's true. That's true. That would be, that would sort of justify it, and then I'd be like, all right, we can keep that in Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's kind of what I I I'm bank, that's kind of what I'm banking on there. Um we know Lando's going to show up. Um do you think that Lando is just part of the resistance now or is he um do, is Lando just part of the resistance or is uh, are they going to him specifically? Is he on like that ice asteroid thingy or something? Oh, interesting. I I don't get this well, they haven't given they haven't shown us much, right? We talked about this last time. We really right. don't know much of the plot at all. No. Nope. Um but my my feeling is that he's gonna come out of the woodwork as part of the call that Leia puts out at the end of The Last Jedi, you know, asking for like any anybody who can come to our aid. I feel like he's gonna come out of the woodwork and and like, you know, he's been off, you know, being like the the head of a pimp planet or something and he's like all right <laughs> Ew. Oh, i'll come back um well i was gonna say i read resistance reborn oh the did. latest star wars the latest star wars book and it, it takes place right after jedi lando's not in it mm-hmm. so right after jedi um, 
right after Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. oh, oh sorry, sorry. Sorry. It takes place oh, right yeah. after Last <laughs> Jedi. And and it's basically Leia being like, Okay. Um go find some people. See and Lando's ya. not in it. Lando's not in it. So okay. okay. I think so, like Yeah, so I think we're gonna be like reintroduced to Lando in the movie. I like that. Because original trilogy things, Wedge Antilles is in Resistance yes. Reborn. Okay. Conf- confirmed for the movie. He's I in the think. movie too. Yeah. He's in the movie, yeah. And so that book is all he's one of the main players. It's like he and his wife, Nora Wexley, who is Snap Wexley's, Snap Wexley's mother. Mom. So Wedge Antilles is is Snap's stepdad. Oh, that's cool. Because uh, Snap's parents were in the comics. Yes, um, that's right. Most recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those first books like... Um, those, no, that's the Greg Grunberg f- character for anyone who's not familiar. Yes, right. And the the um, those three books that take place immediately after Return of the Jedi, like The Fall of the Empire, it culminates in like the Battle of Jakku and all of that stuff. His parents are like the main players of that. Yes, of of those books, but like what happens to them? Like it's like a whole big thing. If you, I don't want to spoil it, if you want to, okay, okay, read that. But like what happens to them and their relationship? It's pretty involved and pretty sad and dark and amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, so Wedge and Tilly's his his stepdad. Right on, right on. Which, That's cool. Which, which to to me, an aged Wedge Wedge and Tilly's looks like Sam Waterstern. I don't know why. Mm, mm, like I mm, just mm, imagine mm. Sam Waterstern. That's a pretty good. That would work, actually. I could. I'd believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd believe that. I'm. I'm excited that Wedge is coming back. Apparently, apparently they wanted to put him in um, the Force Jedi. Awakens. Oh, really? Oh. And he just wasn't interested because he didn't want to do the actor Dennis uh, Dennis Lawson didn't want to just sit and do another like cockpit shot like that's been the majority oh, of his role in star wars right, right? it's mm-hmm. like i'm flying in an x-wing here i am sitting in the cockpit he yep. was like if they're gonna bring me back just to do that again I- i'm kind of good like i don't i don't really that's not exciting to me anymore sure um but i guess some folks from the convention circuit were talking to some folks from the film part of lucasfilm oh and like heard that he'd be interested as long as his role was bigger so like the two sides of lucasfilm connected and they were like hey word on the street is he'll do the movie if you give him something more to do than just sit in a cockpit so presumably he's gonna have more to do than just sit in the cockpit in this film that's awesome i really like that because the resistance reborn is really about taking like the old leaders of the rebellion and kind of retooling them so that they're older. So, like, Wedge Antilles is, like, not just a pilot. He's, like, a leader. That's Even though cool. he himself says, like, I'm really just a pilot. I'm not a leader. He, like, steps into this role because he has to. So even there's, like, conflict in his character, which is cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. That, that, that totally makes sense with the title, right? Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, that's that's I love that. I love seeing that, like... I feel like that's kind of what I was I was hoping to see more of at some point in this trilogy. Um and I guess I guess it's happening sort of off screen, but as long as we get to see the fruits of it in this film, I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, I mean that if if Resistance Reborn is something to go off of because I assume those characters will be in the film, that's kind of what they were doing there because they don't resolve many, like it's not like they all die, you know, or anything like that. So you'll see General Daldana again. Oh, nice. And like things like that, which is that's pretty cool. And they're all elderly, but right. it lay is like that's who we have. And now we got to get new people. That's really interesting. Yeah, I I hope that this story is is really good about like about like a final passing of the torch. You know, I feel like that's something that 
they've been trying to do this entire trilogy, certainly in, in episode seven, um, mm-hmm. is sort of passing the torch from the old generation to the new. And I hope they can kind of tie that all up um, in a bow here. Yeah, it's 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 three movies of torch passing, mm-hmm. which is which is good, but it also doesn't allow your main players of seven, eight, and nine to kind of stand on their own because right. they're always in this like learning process. Right. This is going to be the first time that our new main players are on an adventure together. That's you know? true. Although I was thinking about this, if you watch Return of the Jedi, I mean, if you watch the original trilogy, your main players are almost never on an adventure together. It's true. They're on an adventure in A New Hope together with the Death Star, and that's like the sequence they're all together, just the Death Star. And then they're not together at all, really, except at the very beginning of Empire Strikes Back, and by the end, Han's in Carbonite, and Luke's battling Darth Vader, and Leia's trying to escape Cloud City with Lando. They're really not together on screen. Until Endor, but then Luke goes off again. Right, right. And so the only time they really are all together is the Death Star. Well, and that's something that that I think we're. Oh, I guess technically Jabba's Palace, they're all together. Jabba's Palace, yeah, but but again, Hans and Carbonite there, and but yes, you're right, they're together once he's out of Carbonite and everything. Um, but maybe that's another thing that's sort of being mirrored here, right? Is that sort of making you hungry for keeping this this gang together, getting the gang back together? And really, right. they haven't been together until the end of the Last Jedi. Um, that's when Ray and Poe meet, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. and it looks like they're going to be, from what we've seen, they're going to be together for some part of of this film. Yeah, which um, is good because they're apart again, and then hopefully together again at the end. You know, right? Because they're the trifecta. So like we re- of the new film, so we want that mirrored relationship between Luke Han and Leia to reflect in Ray Poe and yep. Finn. Yep, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, it's so still ho- hopefully. It's still one of my biggest like regrets, I guess that that they didn't, we didn't get Luke Han and Leia together again in this trilogy, like in the same place at the same time for even a scene. You know, I we I, if, I think everybody I, everybody may, really wanted to see them together in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon just once. Honestly, it makes me I sad think, that we didn't get it. I think I think we will in, in Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. I think. I think that they could. I think that they convince Harrison Ford to come back to do a scene with Mark Hamill and with a like CG Carrie Fisher or huh. something like that in some in some way. Just just at, even if it's a flashback, if it's like a you know the history of Kylo Ren's kind of scene or something like that. I think we will see older them all together. But you're right. I think it was a huge. I think that's a huge misstep on from just like a nostalgia purpose. Like you're not going to see the three people together on screen together. Like why, why would you even think that it's not something anybody like wanted to see? It's the first, it's the first thing that I think I visualized when they said that those three were coming back to do, be part of a new trilogy in some way. The first thing I, I, the first visual that came to my mind was the three of them in present in the, day in the Falcon. Yep. Right. And I'm just so sad we never got to see it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's such I, a bummer. But I think I think we still will see it, but it, it will not be like a, it won't be a reunion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like scene. 
But I will, I'm not kind of banking on it, you know, because I don't want to be disappointed, but I won't be surprised if it shows up. That'd be a really, I'd be, I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled if they found a way to, yeah, flashback or whatever. If they found a way to do that, I'd be really, really happy. Yeah. It, it would, it would make my little nerd heart sing. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too, because I, I think you could talk, we could talk about all day about what we want to see from the original trilogy in the new one, but really that's the thing to see. That's the thing. That's the thing that I think most people want to see more than anything is the three of them together. And the yeah. most appropriate place to me seems to be the Falcon with Chewie there and Lando there, hopefully like would be, would be the ideal, but yeah, but even just three of them together anywhere would make me happy. Honestly, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, uh, college Varo just did a, a big series of interviews. I don't know if you uh, saw any of these where they were asking him like, Oh, who came up with the emperor coming back and things like that. And they said, JJ came up with it. It was JJ's idea. They had they were still having a really hard time cracking the story to Rise of Skywalker and JJ came in and it was like kind of in their transitionary period. They're producing he he was producing, obviously. And he when, said when, when Colin what, was still supposed to be directing. Yeah, exactly. So well, this is a long time ago. Wow. And and he said, What about bringing back the Emperor? And that literally connected the story together. That That's was the cool. that was the thing that made it all work. And so Colin Trevorrow is getting a story by credit oh, cool. on, on this movie. And he said, a lot of it is not me anymore, but there are definitely, I know, elements that were still me, and I appreciate them taking my ideas and still using them. That's cool. So, yeah. So so it, from that point, at least, like we're, we are still going to see something fresh. Like It's not just a, another J.J film i was thinking about this in the way of like again the original trilogy where it's like george lucas and then um uh, yeah irvin kershner Kershner for and then and then richard marquard and richard marquard was basically like okay george whatever you want to do like well this is the version of uh, that we'll do uh, of jedi and i was a little bit afraid that you like the uh this new trilogy would kind of emulate that style where it would go it would like go too far back and not push things forward but um but i i from what i for what i've been reading just in interviews uh it looks like jj is like willing to like push forward last jedi he said like it said he's like it reminded him to not not be concerned about taking risk mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well i think it's important it's important that they're doing that. They're they're looking at it that way and trying to take some risks. Um, I, I you mentioned Lucas and his influence, especially like he basically shadow directed Return of the Jedi from what right, most people exactly. Like Richard Marquand was, I mean, he's no longer with us, so he's not around to tell the story anymore. But apparently, it sounds like Lucas was really, really, really involved, and in that the director credit went to Richard Marquand, but maybe Lucas was more. Uh, more involved than most people realize. It was like the overbearing producer. Kind of, yeah. Um, he definitely directed some scenes, like like second unit stuff and and, and things like that. Um, he was he was heavily involved, um, much more than he was in Empire. But apparently, um, did you did you hear about Bob I- Bob Iger's book? The CEO of Disney put out an autobiography. Yes, I've been. Ago. Um, I've been looking forward to reading it, though I have not I have not done so yet. There's a big chunk in it about the Star Wars purchase, oh. um, mm-hmm. the 2012 and, and everything that followed. And he talks a lot about the deals that they made with Lucas to, to buy Lucasfilm and um, 
how involved Lucas was. And apparently, George was really inv- he he gave them his treatments for yes, episode I, seven, yeah, eight, yeah, nine. Yeah. Right, we knew that. Uh, but apparently, he only did that because when he was trying to sell them Lucasfilm, they were like, he was like, I want you know this amount, and uh, they ended up buying for four billion. And he was like, well, you gave you gave Pixar six billion. And they were like, yes, but they had six films in development already when we bought Pixar. You have zero films in development right now. So then he starts developing the treatments for seven, eight, nine, so that he has more to to give them. Like he has something substantial to sell them more than just the intellectual property. Wow. And apparently he was he was fairly involved in the he he got so invested at that point. Like he wasn't planning on making those films. He was like, I'll pass it off to you. But once he started writing the treatments, something started bubbling up in his brain and he like caught the bug again of like I want to write Star Wars again. Huh. So he started writing episode 7 like and, and you know working with Michael Arndt on it and eventually they brought in JJ and Lawrence Kasdan and they basically this uh, like they can they, based on the Bob Iger book the Rebel Force radio guys were able to pinpoint like like oh it must have been like January of 2013 is when they basically fired George off the project. <laughs> Wow. Um, he was wow. already he was getting invested and they were like, "Yeah, okay, well we're just going to take these ideas and we're going to work on them ourselves. Thank you. We're we're good. We we bought it. So we don't need you anymore." Mm. And apparently he was kind of bitter about that. And that's yeah. where that's where the whole thing of like him going on Charlie Rose and saying like, "Yeah, well, selling to Disney was kind of like selling to white slavers." Like like ugh. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Uh it was cuz he was For, kind of bitter about he, that. Forgot he said that. But yeah. yeah. So um, so uh mm. he was really involved and apparently he was mad at them for the last five years or so, but kind of came back around and there's more. He was apparently seen on the set of episode nine. So there's some George Lucas influence in episode nine, probably more well, than there he, was in episode seven or eight. He he directed a sequence in Solo, remember? That's was, that's right. Yeah. Was that confirmed? I remember hearing that. Yeah, rumor, but I wasn't he, sure. okay. he, he was the closet sequence, like with all the capes. Oh, I think I'm pretty okay. sure that's the one that he directed. That's um, because they were actually I think they were having a hard time like breaking down the scene he was on set and he was like oh dude this this and this and that was like that was that people forget like you can make fun of george lucas all you want and whatever else but the man was like a film school prodigy oh absolutely like he he was after he made american graffiti people were like he could have made anything in the world he wanted he could have been one of those guys and he made star wars and then like he didn't really like directing so he went in like did other things, but that does not mean that he doesn't have an eye for it. He knows oh, exactly what to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the set of the Mandalorian too, actually. Yes, I did. I, I yeah. have heard that. Yeah. Uh, which, oh man, when that's maybe when that season wraps, we should do an episode on that. Cause I am loving that show too. And we should definitely talk about it. That's one of my favorite things come to come from star Wars in many, many a year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah we, we can definitely talk about it when, uh, when yeah. it wraps, when it wraps, well, when it wraps. Um, so to go back to, to go back to the original trilogy, um, I think we've seen tons of the original trilogy already, so I don't know exactly like what else we're going to see besides some like General Daldana and Wedge Antilles, maybe the original trio reuniting. I don't really know what else there is to see yeah, in the I original mean, trilogy. I, I think... If, Do you if think you... we'll get any flashbacks to the original trilogy era now that we're having the Emperor come back? Like, will we see what happened right after the end of Return of the Jedi? I, you know, previous to Last Jedi, I would say no, because flashbacks historically have not been a part of Star Wars, but Last Jedi changed that. And so it's very possible that instead of, instead of uh, 
show instead of just telling and not showing, it might show not tell. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not positive though. I really don't mind exposition that way, especially from Star Wars because it's like, but Star Wars is kind of clunky that way, and it's fun McClunky. and it's exp- it's McClunky exactly. I don't know. I really don't even think we'll see like planets again because even like the Death Stars, second Death Stars crash is not on Endor. It's on, or on the moon of Endor. It's on either a different moon or Endor itself, or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure. Though I do think actually that the Vader's like destruction of Vader's helmet sequence actually looks like Cloud City. I've heard a few people say that. I, I, I it because it does have that sort of imperial influence, right? With like the mm-hmm. pill shaped lighting and everything. Yep. Um, and there is something very Cloud City about it. Um, so it, it, I mean, that would be interesting if they went back to Bespin. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they do. I think that it's just a Star Wars aesthetic that people, you know, like they've adopted for Star Wars being for the Star Wars universe being made up of hundreds of millions of creatures and characters. Like their aesthetic is fairly similar across every there, planet. There's a look, right? There's, there's a, a look, look, especially the Imperial you know, the Empire has a look that it rolls out uniformly everywhere. Yeah, that's kind of I guess its is, point. Yeah. That's kind of the point, right? And that that's kind of symbolic of their sort of fascism and their sort of like there's only one right answer to everything and it's our our way. Right, which um, is because the prequels, like it's so diverse because it's the New Republic or it's just the, no, there's the regular Republic and, you know, they, you know, everyone has their own look, but, you know, fascism takes over. And then the First Order is basically like they want order across the galaxy. They want uniformity. That's the mm-hmm. whole point. Mm-hmm. So... So for them, so for other things to start looking similar again makes makes sense. Totally makes sense. Do you think that the the story story wise, um, we will see some kind of mirroring of the end of the original trilogy? Um, do you think that we will see like okay, the the first order is taken out, and now like there's a new way forward? Whether that's a new new republic, or do we think there's going to be like a you know what that didn't work last time? Here's an entirely different direction we're going to go off in for the future, sort of subverting our expectations of what the um, future might look like. I think it's going to end similar to uh, Return of the Jedi in which everyone's just, like, taking a picture. You know, like, everyone's smiling and celebrating. Yeah. Dude, I want Yubnub in this movie. I like the other song better. No, Yubnub is better. Anyway, I think it'll end more. I think it'll end more like that because for years after Turn of the Jedi, we were like, "Oh, that's it. That's the end of the Empire." But then, you know, then the Star Wars books were like, "Um, but actually, it wasn't. It was just the end of the Emperor." You know, but they still right. had like the remnants of the Empire to fight off. So I don't think we're going to be like. I don't think they'll like kill the Emperor again or something like that and be like, "Well, now it's time to do another Republic." You right, know, like, what do you do with an already dead emperor? <laughs> right, because it really, it's only been like a year or two since the destruction of Hosnian Prime and the Republic. So, I don't like the amount of rebuilding is something left. So, I actually don't think it's going to be the end of the First Order. I think it's going to be the end of the Skywalker. I think they're being very particular. This is the end of the Skywalker family saga, mm-hmm, but this mm-hmm. is not the end of either the Resistance versus the First Order. Or something like that. I think that there's there's bigger things at play because think of all the money that Disney's invested in, like say the the new look of the of the sequel trilogy. 
I don't think you can just be like, oh, and um, nope, that's it. We're going to do a completely new revamp I, next time. I agree. I agree. I think that they're they're not done with these characters. They're not done with like this sequel era, you know, story, this universe as, as they're going to leave it. But I think they'll leave it in a place that will feel final for now. Yes. Right. Like, like it's, like it's going to feel like it's yeah. like Return of the Jedi. It's going to feel like that's it. It's over. But but there will be plenty of room for them to come in and and do you know an episode well they probably won't they'll probably draw i my theory is they'll drop the episode numbers with this they may do more more films with these characters but i don't think they'll use episode numbers anymore do you think they'll disney has been distancing themselves from that even in the marketing they're not using episode numbers literally except for in the opening scroll of the film that's the only place you see a number so i think that they're going to let that go numbers are going to go away after this my my theory because they feel like the numbers are confusing and hard to keep track I i think it's the um I think that there it's the Marvel model where Marvel yes. like there's a chronological order and a release order, but there are no episode numbers. There's no episode numbers. So you should be able to sit down and watch the movie regardless mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. right. You're gonna yeah. be confused if you watch, you know, Spider Man Far From Home before you watched Endgame. Uh but they're not gonna put numbers on it until you're like watch them in this order. Like if you know, you know. But if you watch it on its own, that's we'll right. It yeah, exactly. The internet will tell you, don't worry. So I don't know. Well, Frank, I think that's where we're about out of time. But uh, any last thing you want to say? I have enjoyed how much original trilogy influence there has been on the sequel trilogy, and I look forward to seeing that come to like its fullest uh, fruition in Episode Nine. Same. It's my closing statement. Same. 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 Okay. Well, you can find us on BeerWithGeeks.com, Obviously, as I said at the front of the show. Um, BeerWithGeeks.com. Exactly. BeerWithGeeks.com, Facebook, Gmail, and Twitter. You can rate and review us on iTunes, patreon.com slash audio to uh, give some money to over to the show. 25 cents a month goes a long way. 25 cents a month, 25 cents a week, whatever. A week. Both of those, yeah. both of those are good. 25 cents a week. Um, and uh, at Frank Ramblings and at Timothy PG13. And I think that's the whole kit and caboodle. I think so. Cool. Well, Frank. This was excellent. And of course, until next time, cheers. Cheers.